0: Magnificent mercy of God. Continue with me. Glimpse number two. Open your Bibles to 2 Samuel 24. 2 Samuel 24. The man after God's own heart, David, has sinned. And in 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 13 and 14, Gad comes to him and says, This is what God says. Choose one. Choose because you have sinned against God. David chose three years of famine, three months of being under the yoke of your enemies or foes. Or choose three days of pestilence. And here is where the heart of David is seen in a remarkable way. It is because of him, it is solely because of him that this is going to come upon the people of God. And he says, I will leave this matter to God. I would rather place myself in the mercy of God than in the hands of men. That's amazing. Would to God everyone thought that way. David... Fell before the mercy of God. We tend to think of God as being merciful, and that He is, but He is merciful just like He is loving, just like He is all knowing, just like He's ever present. God is merciful. It's who he is and what he's like. Just like being holy, he is merciful. And so many concepts come together immediately, Steve, when you start thinking about the mercy of God. How about grace? How about loving kindness? How about forgiveness? How about favor? How about kindness? All of these come together as we think about God and His mercy. Moses got to experience something of God's mercy. David fell on God's mercy. And you know what? If you're a child of God, after we've done all that we can do, we are still unprofitable servants. Luke 17, 10, and like David, we fall on the mercy of God with far more revelation than he had, and Jesus too. Third, turn in your Bibles to Lamentations, A third glimpse of mercy. Here I speak of Jeremiah. Jeremiah wept for God's mercy. When you look at Lamentations, look at Lamentations 1 and verse 16, and how... Tears flowed down his eyes as he saw Jerusalem devastated, overwhelmed by the Babylonian army. Look at Lamentations 2 and verse 11. My eyes are spent. I have cried so much, I don't know that I can cry anymore. You look here, turn to Jeremiah 3 and look at verses 21 through 24. As he looks around, and you know one of the things that really, that really can cause human beings to have any conscience at all, a lot of grief, you know, when you see children suffering... Parents, when you've seen your kids really hurting and high fever, maybe something like that, very sick, you immediately start wanting God to be merciful. And as he looks around this devastated city in shambles because of sin and idolatry, tears go down his face till he doesn't think he can cry anymore. And everywhere he looks, he sees children suffering, suffering because of the prior generation's sin. Now you get to Lamentations 3:21 through 24. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. As Jeremiah looked about, it seemed like the end of the world. But God had told him that it wasn't. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Jeremiah wept for God's mercy and he longed for a better day. And the interesting thing is this. God was more merciful to Jerusalem than it deserved. Glimpse number four. The Apostle Paul... Paul marveled at mercy. He marveled at the mercy-giving God. Romans 9 and verse 16. Brother Bill, there's one for you. The mercy-giving God. He marveled at him. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, he recounts how he came to Jesus... And when you look at 1 Timothy 1, notice especially verse 13 and verse 16. In 1 Timothy 1, verse 13 and verse 16, he attributes coming to Jesus as being due to the mercy of God. For those of you that are thinking about this, Titus 3 and verse 5 says we are saved by God's mercy. And as far as I can tell, we're saved by God's mercy just as much as we're saved by faith and just as much as we're saved by grace. Amen? We're saved by God's mercy too. He said, what I did, I did ignorantly and in unbelief, but I did it. He understood that he was a desperate man who was receiving something he didn't deserve. He received mercy. And so have we as Christians. Glimpse number five. So Paul marveled at mercy. And we should too. God's mercy in saving sinners. Glimpse number five Jesus. Jesus taught about mercy in the Sermon on the Mount Blessed are the Merciful, they shall obtain mercy, Matthew 5 and verse 7. In the story of the Good Samaritan, the one who showed mercy, Luke 10 37. In Luke chapter 16, the rich man is wanting someone to show him mercy when he's in torment. Jesus taught a lot about showing mercy. But what's more, Jesus is the embodiment of mercy. Open your Bibles to Hebrews 2 and verse 17. He's the embodiment of mercy. He embodies mercy. If we are not willing to be kind and compassionate and to show that kindness and compassionate in action to people who desperately need it, even if they don't fully realize it as yet, we are not like Jesus. He had to be made his, like His brethren in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. And look as the passage there in Hebrews 2:17 continues so that he would make atonement for sins. He is the embodiment of mercy. Let's put the glimpses together. Hear me, Daryl? May we encourage people to experience more of God's mercy. May we fall on God's mercy when we make wrong, sinful, dumb decisions. May we weep for mercy. May we marvel at God's mercy. And may we not lose sight of Jesus as the embodiment of mercy. I close with the words of the psalmist. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our troubles seem far lighter when God's mercy seems much greater. We're about to stand and sing our song of encouragement. Maybe there's someone here tonight whose who faith needs to turn from their sins and repentance. They want to confess and acknowledge with their lips Jesus is the Son of God. They want to be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins and be added to the church of Jesus Christ the church of the New Testament. Mercy is available in Jesus. Why do you wait? And for those of us who are Christians, who have acted and spoken and thought in ways that do not reflect great love and honor and respect to Jesus. When we go to God in prayer, we can receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16 Isn't it great that Christians can ask God for forgiveness? If God is not merciful, we may as well all die when we come out of the water. The water of baptism because we wouldn't have hope. Let us